0: Come <laughs>
1: They are here. They are here. That's right. The post-apocalyptic kung fu avenging badasses. That's right. So whoever's watching, don't walk away. That's right. (laughs) Hang out. Stay with us as we talk movies, which is what we like to do on the 20th episode of Versus. Holy shnikes. That's right. All these badasses are here to talk about two George Miller classics. That's right, baby. Two George Millers, baby. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know why we are here. You know what I'm saying? We are here to talk about two of the best in his filmography. Happy Feet, y'all. That's why we are here. Here to talk about some Happy Feet 1 and 2, brother. That's what we're doing today. What about,
2: What about Babe? Babe, yeah, <laughs> babe, yeah, babe,
0: babe, babe, over, over.
1: All right, let's get the Movie Dojo Army showing up in the chat here. Let's get a little shout-out here. We got Nigel in the house, Jake Hall, Trado, that's right, that's what I'm talking about, Shogun, love the name, Heather Love in the house, Jake Hall, Evelina, interesting, like the name, Jason in the house, and the sexy sumo who says... <laughs> Master Blaster. Blaster. Master Ooh, Blaster. Yeah. Master Blaster. Raggedy Man. Raggedy Man. <laughs> but we are not here to talk about that one. Uh check out me and Tony's review of that film a long time ago. Classic. Uh is it really that bad? Uh check it out. Check out the video. We don't want to spoil it for you guys. All right. So let's get into it. Road Warrior nineteen eighty one, son. We are gone back in time. Nineteen eighty one. Uh as, as, as all films you know growing up <laughs> wasn't allowed to sneak away and see stuff in theater so i had to sneak and watch edited full screen bullshit at home but that was the only way we could do it on the tv man whatever was oh. on tv that's how we had to do it right but you know what i watched this i didn't really i didn't really see mad max till years later when i got older and i watched it on dvd and uh Road Warrior uh was 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 my little gem. That was my escape movie, man. Every time that came on TV, I was like, I got to go on an adventure with Max, who's very mad. I must experience this again. You know, just classic moments, classic shots and it, it's this movie's very nostalgia for nostalgic for me and you know, the, the the older I get, the more fondly I look back on it and it's just fun, the characters an asshole with a heart of gold
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you notice every single movie he's that way, you know, uh, except for the first movie. the first movie he he just became a vigilante in the last five minutes before it ended uh, but he was a cop but uh, yeah, asshole with a heart of gold uh, but yeah, the stunts still hold up 1981, man the, the, the car combat was really it, it really put all act- other all other action films on notice. 'Cause you got car combat, you didn't really see anything like that at that time. And it just was like, man, we ain't got no big budget, but we can be creative here. You know, and that and Road Warrior just the stunts just were phenomenal. They still they still hold up, man. And look at this stunt right here. This is phenomenal. No CGI, no three D, no wires. Right here, baby. And that's the wrong clip. I'm sorry.
0: Hold
1: on. Here we go. Here we go. Boom.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh
1: Jesus. Man. One of the greatest stunts of all time. No CGI, no wires. And what the stuff land on uh his 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 head no I'm yeah.
3: kidding.
0: Uh,
1: he he ended up breaking Dead. his arm they they rushed him to the hospital he broke his arm but he told George do not cut that from the movie <laughs> leave not. that in the film so uh he he got uh, George got his permission and uh you know he, that's why this is like one of the greatest stunts ever this is all look at this, all real shit no CGI no 3D no wires mm-hmm. son that's how we do it back in the old school but yeah there's so many just you know you got humongous Come on now, we got classic villains. I absolutely love Vernon Wells in this. He is a fucking psycho. Look at this guy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Look at this guy. He's a psycho. <laughs> love it. I love this guy. And it's just great, phenomenal action. Just really, just a, just a great movie. And I just love, I just love how it ends. And it just, the camera pulls away as Max stands there in the middle of the road, beat up and battered, and the mist and smoke is going by. And we go, we don't, we never seen Mad, we never seen Max ever again. It was this kind of like a haunting ending. It wasn't really like, yay, we made it! You know, it was just like, ooh, it made you want to go on the next adventure with Max. Yeah, so, definitely. I love this movie. I actually love both films. This is going to be very difficult, as in the tradition of verses. But mm-hmm. enough of my yakking.
3: Eric, the road warrior son. The road warrior. Any movie that showcases Mel Gibson versus Jason Voorhees gets my attention. (laughs) (laughs) And I I noticed it's funny because I didn't notice it at first because I saw this movie a lot when I was a kid. And then it was a while that I didn't see it. And then I saw it again when I was an adult. And I said, man. Chris Jericho stole that line. Yeah, yeah,
0: he did.
3: Yeah, Yeah, so I always get an entertainment value out of that as well. (laughs) Lord Humongous is a good villain. There's a line in Wikipedia that made me laugh when I was reading it today. The humongous malevolence courses through his huge pectorals and pulses (laughs) visibly under his bald, sutured scalp. So... And Vernon Wells, I'm glad you called him out, because he's an actor I like watching in just about anything. I mean, Commando is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. Bruce Spence also arrives early on. Kind of deceptively good casting in this film. Uh, One important thing, one of the more important things of this movie is that it gets off to a brisk start. Because sometimes in the post-apocalyptic films, they kind of get a bit dry and a bit dull. And this is not a problem with this. They keep the energy level up. I like how Max's character is vulnerable. Do gets messed up a few times in this film. And, you know, it saves the big action set piece for the end. Very effective scene. Cool stuff. Although, one, if I were to nitpick something, I wish they would have extended it just a little bit so that uh, the bodyguards that were on the tanker would have gotten a few more shots in because they died pretty pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And they were around for most of the film. I, I'm a little bit disappointed in that, especially the... Uh, I don't even know her name. The lady character who uh, who is oh, yeah. a pretty badass warrior throughout the yeah. film. She just gets clipped a little bit too easy at the end, but mm-hmm. it gives a little bit of realism, you know. Um, I like how times are so desperate that Max like forces little kid to go on the front of the the, the <laughs> truck, <laughs> the speeding like, truck to get the last freaking like uh, bull, shotgun. It's like things are that desperate. Just throw this kid out there. I like it. And then the ending. It's one of the best beatings I've seen in a film. That head-on collision, yeah, that, that's good stuff. So, and also, yeah. <laughs> and also, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't get the twist when the tanker falls over mm. and it's just filled with sand. So that, that was pretty cool. So this is—it's a film that uh, it also makes me thankful for what I have in life. Because if I had to eat dog food in ninety-degree heat in the desert, <laughs> I. would I would not be happy. So it, it does <laughs> yeah, yeah. have that impact on me. And this is a post apocalyptic film that sets a great standard for others to follow. So I, I really enjoy it. Nice.
4: Wonderful. By the way, you'd you get used to it pretty quickly, I can assure mm-hmm. you.
3: <laughs>
5: better better dog food than cat food I was going to say I would be, much rather dog food
3: I wouldn't be food. the alpha male that got the can when it was sealed I'd be eating the leftovers like <laughs> the
0: oh, a get a dinky doo <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright Frankie
0: alright yeah well I missed it out I didn't see it in theaters because I wasn't born yet <laughs> but i saw i saw it on a beat, a beat up vhs because my mom illegally like recorded it at, from the rental store and so we just had a V, be you know cuz vhs back then cost so much money yeah you know so I, I watched that and i loved it it was a beautiful siege movie with also chasing in and it. it's fucking great i mean i the thing is i love the v8 interceptor that car is the coolest car mm-hmm. ever just how it goes that, oh my god but um the, the what was it? The dog. I love that dog as well. Yeah. That, dude. That, I, I keep on looking up. Is it an Australian cattle dog? I want to yeah. adopt one. Like, that's just <laughs> Agreed.
1: I want to walk Agreed. the wasteland
0: with that. And then I, I just... Like you said, he's the asshole with the heart of gold. Uh, that's I totally relate to that. I, I don't know what the heart of gold, though, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. But, I mean, I, I, what Mel Gibson does is just crazy. Like like the little subtle movements he does, everything's subtle for a guy who talks a lot. He's a crazy guy who's always manic in everything he does. In this movie, he's so – every movement counts. He's such a cool anti hero that's just – He barely talks. I mean, it was like 16 lines in the movie or something. It's Mm -hmm. like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I love this film. It's all perfect. And then I got action figures. (laughs) Oh, you bastard. There you go. And then I got the dog, too. There you go. (laughs) Nice. Nice. There you go. Love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Uh, Any negatives?
0: No negative. Nope. It's a perfect okay. film. It's perfect. Go to okay. France. I already know, I already
1: know what Tony's going to say. I already know the <laughs> negative he's going to say.
0: We'll, 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 we'll wait
1: until we get to Tony. <gasps> Kyle.
2: Like like everyone else, I didn't get to see this until it was on TV and I remember very vividly the only scene that really stuck out in my mind was when Humongous was just talking to the whole village and saying, <laughs> "Just walk away." <laughs> Just walk away, and then the feral kid comes out with his boomerang, throws it, and everyone's just trying to catch it. And the one guy with the glasses gets his fingers chopped off. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm four years old. I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. Am I traumatized, baby? I don't know. But I didn't get to see any more than that until like in passing every time on TV until Fury Road was planning to be released, and I decided, okay. I'm going to buy the whole trilogy and watch it from the beginning all the way to Fury Road. And then once I got through the first Mad Max, I was like, whoa, this is very interesting on how Mad Max started off. And Mm -hmm. now I'm watching The Road Warrior. I'm like, wow, there's, wow, he's really downright beaten after the first film and just how that carries over as its own film too. And that's the problem with most sequels setting up something like a first film trying to set up to a sequel. The, the first film just literally lays it out. Whereas this one, is like, here's here, here's where Max is. And this is Australia, everyone. This is Australia in the best sense that you could think of. Everyone's all crazy. Here you go. The, everyone needs gas. And then I'm going, okay, what's Max going to do? He has a little dog. I'm like, that dog is awesome. <laughs> Nothing better happened to that dog. And then um, seeing, like Eric, Eric pointed out, Bruce Spence as a gyro captain. Like seeing Bruce Spence then and now, and every other film, like Matrix and and in Star Wars, I'm like, "Wow, you've still been around!" Holy crap, you're pretty good. And just him saving Max near the end, like dropping like his Molotov cocktails from his gyrocopter, and even having his own little articles trying to get one. One of the women to go with them to just get away, and she's like, "No, I'm just gonna go by myself." But
1: N- nice, uh, uh, nice, nice promises for the girl to entice <laughs> yeah. <you>. Lingerie, yeah. <laughs> like, I can give you lingerie. Come on! I was like, "Oh my god!"
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Just what is this? But uh, that, like, them tr- trying to trust Max in the beginning, and then when he just says, "Oh yeah, I'll do this for you," and then he just just says okay. I fucked up. I'm still gonna go off. See ya. And the next thing you know, he gets he gets caught, and then finally comes back in the end to say, "All right, let's do this one plan." And it just becomes this demolition derby of just wow. No, everyone tries yeah. to emulate this, like, mm-hmm. and the only one that can emulate it is Fury Road. But other than that, like, you never see a movie that tries with practical effects and practical cars and real stunts do this a- anymore because let's be real fast and furious can't, can't talk. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but
2: the only negative I would say is Max's dog dying. The- oh yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm with yeah. that. I, I, I don't like yeah. how that happens. That's the only thing, but than uh, that this film, like you can't beat Mel Gibson being mad max. And I'll, I'll state that again when we get to
1: copy that. <laughs>
5: copy that. Tony. Oh well, I watched these both back to back last night before bed, and um, nice, uh, you know, just to have it fresh in my mind. And I, I like—I always liked Road Warrior, but I saw my time. I mean, watching these movies in order was like the Mad Max universe timeline. It's like so confusing. I went to. Uh, Beyond Thunderdome, then I went to Road Warrior, and then I n- I've never seen the entire Mad Max movie, the first one because I don't like it. I just don't. I, I I can't. I'm I'm gonna eventually one day finish it, but I just I don't like it. I I found it boring. I think I'm just so used to the other universe of Matt, you know. The, yeah. And uh, then yeah. I'm Fury Road. I've I could watch Fury Road every day. Road Warrior, probably every other day. But not that that doesn't mean that's my vote. I'm just saying, but, uh, yeah, I, I really watching it this time. Like I'm paying more attention to it and everything. And, uh, you, you cannot beat no matter how many post-apocalyptic movies they make or whatever, you cannot beat the cars that are in these, this universe. Like they're, they're so unique looking, they're really awesome. Like, and it's like, how'd they fuse that together? How'd they figure that out? And then, like, the mechanic is a guy that can't even walk, and they just, like, have him on this machine that, like, brings him over everywhere and <laughs> just drops him. And it's like, you know, pre- and then, like, the, the gyro guy, um, first encounter with him is great. Like, they're such a great couple together. Um, and, again, with him trying to seduce that girl to go with him, obviously, they're, they're slim pickings, especially <laughs> with those teeth. first thing he does is smile at her, and she's just like, hi, you know, (laughs) like it's it's slim Pickens in the, in the, in the apocalypse, but uh, it's a cool story. I mean, them trying to get that tanker out and then like, you know, just humongous and humongous kind of seems like a calm kind of guy. Like maybe you couldn't negotiate with him. I felt bad because all these, his gang is like all over the place and you just hear him talking. It's like, it'd be like me trying to talk to my kids like, all right, now, come on, come on, settle down. (laughs) And then you just, and then like, if you just hear him talking, just, <laughs> vroom, vroom, it's like, nobody's listening to him. It's like my children, my t- walk, you know, and then, uh, and you could totally tell who's the good guys and the bad guys, you know, like, cause they're all dressed up in white and like, you know, they're, they're, um, I don't know the word, like they're clean. And then mm-hmm. the bad guys are just like picking off everything. And like, I like to the how like the gas or shortage of, uh, the gas shortage where it's like the vehicle crashes and they quick right over, go over and grab, yeah. the, grab the gasoline, and everything like it just. And also from this movie to Fury Road, which again the timeline and everything is like all wonky, but like it's you could still see grass and there's the road and all that. And then when you get to Fury Road, it's like just desert, and like you know nothing. It's like a uh, makes you think. No you Fury
1: Road, Fury Road, Tony. That's supposed to
5: be before Thunderdome. <sighs> I don't know. I've I've read a bunch of things on there, and I don't. I think it's a, it,
1: do, it doesn't feel like a prequel to me, but it's. It, I think to be. it's supposed
5: to be way later. It's way, way later. later. Yeah, yeah, way later. I don't know. It's just it, it
1: makes more sense that it's way later. It's weird. Even on HBO Max, I rewatched it. It said the prequel. I was yeah, like, it, really? It yeah, really? Really? Yeah, it's,
5: it's weird.
4: It's a prequel to Furiosa. It's not the prequel to the. Uh,
5: yeah i don't know it's weird it, but... it, there's like a bunch of fandom out there and stuff there's yeah. even i read a thing about how um pre-mad max 2 where it was like that papa guy how he ran this company and that and that's where the oil or the tanker comes from and all that and then like um humongous what? was like in the in the like uh military and in like of course um what's his name vernon wells was also like in the military, and that's why he is the way he is. And that, like, it's just, I don't know if it's fandom or if it's like another idea, but yeah. it's kind of cool. It adds to, like, oh, yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Vernon Wells, also recently at, at conventions, recently he's been dressed up like like um, his character nice. in this. Oh, oh, okay. nice. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool, yeah. but, but awesome. uh, and to be honest, the first time I ever saw his character was Weird Science. With the gun. So good, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I love it. Um, I think the negative I would say is Humongous dying pretty simple. Like it was pretty easy. I think I wish I would I would like to have seen him fight Max oh. more or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think a, a collision was a little too easy. It's or maybe of, more
1: maybe more of a shootout back and forth or something. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But I I mean I like the movie. I, I like it a lot more. Now than I used to. Nice, nice. I thought I thought your negative was going to be the kid. No, I actually actually (laughs) like the kid. I know, I know what you were thinking, but no, I like the kid. All right, yeah, Yeah, and I like the narrative. I like how like he tells about how he became like the great chief of the north. Yeah, Uh, you know, it makes me wonder. Like, you know, it's it's just so much. And then George has like two more movies in mind. Yeah. For this, this was supposed to come out well. Fury Road was supposed. I'll get to that later. That okay. was supposed to come out way sooner than it did. Uh, oh, so really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Interesting. How how sooner you could say now? How sooner do you know? Was I don't know. I, they were. It was. Uh, you know. Then the uh, Twin Towers happened, so things. Oh. Go, and then and then, and then uh, Mel Gibson oh, yeah. ran his mouth about things. So oh,
0: yeah,
5: you know. Right. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. So,
4: yeah. All right. In hell for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rick. Well. As usual, I will read I will read from the Book of Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Films. The uh, Mad Max it was called Mad Max in Australia and it came out in 1981. It was called Road Warrior Here, it came in America, I should say, uh, not on the internet. And it came out in nineteen eighty-two. And I had just finished with Starlog and and working as a consulting editor for famous monsters of filmland. And I was researching this book at that time. And so I was in New York a lot. And unlike some people, matter of fact, all of you, I saw it in the theaters. I know exactly where I thought I saw it. And I also know that I was pretty much alone in the theater because I knew about it and no one else knew about it yet. So I believe I saw the first day or the premiere or the screen or the premiere screening in New York when nobody knew when nobody had any idea that it is, it was what it was. And, you know, and I, and I, I was telling her, Oh, you got to come see this. You got to come see this. I've heard such amazing things about this. Oh, no, nah, well, whatever. You know, it's a car, the car crash thing, like Grand Theft Auto. And I'm talking about the movie done by, <laughs> by, by the kid, by uh, rather than the, uh, the game. And, uh, but afterwards the word got out. So in any, anyway, here in the, uh, in the book, I have it in each, the book is done over the years, so this is the year 1982 chapter, Mm -hmm. and I have the headline, The Law of Increasing Returns. Two movies this year were rare and special. They were sequels superior to the original work. Both had talents at the helm, which took off from the initial work, saw the previous film's failings, corrected them, and then built upon them. They were both exceptional movies. Can you guess the other one? You know, Yes. yes. The other one. Star Trek II? That's right. Yeah! That's right. <clears throat> Came out the same year. God. So, yes. The Road Warrior was one. Titled Mad Max 2 in Europe and the Far East. It reintroduced Mel Gibson. And, uh, yes, in the roar of an engine, said the prologue, he lost everything and became a shell of a man. The Road Warrior was more than just a magnificently exciting action drama. It also chronicled the rebirth of Max, Max's humanity. It was here, concluded the prologue, in this blighted place that he learned to live again. See, I love that. As you probably all know, whenever they're doing a series, does John Wick change? He does not. He remains the same. Most people in sequels remain the same. It's one of my least favorite things about sequels. They don't take into consideration what the character experienced in the original and have him change, not always grow, sometimes diminish, but at least have him change, have him react to what he experienced. But as you know, in John Wick and other things, since they're all physiology free video game characters, nothing touches them mentally or physically here in the road warrior. It did. He changed. And that was, and also what, but when we talk about the next one I also love the way he changed the character kept changing the world kept changing that's something that Miller was great at and Miller continues to be great at in addition to his amazing editing techniques like in his section of the Twilight Zone movie the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet where he you know had he literally had a shot of John Lithgow's eyes inflated a, a jump cut just to so the whole movie's great and I'm, most of my review is talking about the plot line. But at the end, uh, I, it, it, words cannot express the excitement of this and the film's previous road wars. Drifting between comic book-like action and literally breathtaking stunts, the road warrior's climactic moments deliver a visceral wallop rarely experienced in English-speaking films. And by the way, I loved, I loved the crash. I didn't want the fight because I knew that if they had a fight between Max and the other one, it wouldn't be realistic. It wouldn't, it wouldn't turn out. It's obvious that the villain would win. Yeah. Nothing Max could do could do anything against him, and especially since live by the car, die by the car. It had to be the crash. It was the only way to kill him, believably, realistically, and in line with the rest of the film. As for Max, he is only remembered as the loner he was at the film's start. The last thing the audience sees is him standing next to his car, framed by a glorious outback sunset. Producer Byron Kennedy, director George Miller, writers Miller, Terry Hayes, Brian Hannett, and stunt director Max Asprin and all the actors did an incredible job with The Rogue Warrior. It is the best of its kind. <clears throat>
1: All right, and see, kill, so yeah. kill, we kill him, kill, <laughs> <We> kill. Him. <laughs> yeah, just phenomenal film, phenomenal stunts, and uh, my favorite part of the movie—not just that stunt, but uh, this right here, just the shot. Mm-hmm. It's, just yeah. I love how it's, just. it's just badass. It's just badass. It's killed about twelve right
3: right dudes out. with
5: that shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, like- <laughs> that kid's like. <laughs>
5: yeah, just yeah. just just a lot Six-year-old of. Harold gets Phenomenal. happy; that kid gets you know, shocked into the you face.
4: And I, I do want to say, I mean, you guys all saw it after everything it influenced. I saw it before it influenced everything, mm-hmm. so I knew. So you know, uh, you guys, you guys can enjoy it and go, "That was really good." But you have all the memory of all the other things that have ripped it off and have done. Yeah, very- yeah. I just knew I had seen something. It was like seeing. It was like seeing hard boiled. It was like seeing a better tomorrow. It was the first. It was you know not gun It was car fu,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: visceral and powerful. And there had been nothing like it before. There had been things that were similar, like you know the Ron Howard movie and the car chase stuff and uh, the Dukes of Hazzard, which I still think followed this. But be that as it may, this was one of its kind for a long time. So you know. Man, it hit me right and the brain and the and the gut, just incredible. Nice.
3: Well, it has you know it has staying power because even if we're coming from the opposite direction, and we still come to a similar conclusion, <laughs> you know it's got the goods.
0: It, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. It's One of
4: the rare works of action art. <clears throat> That's another reason why I adored this movie because action is was always looked down upon by most of everybody, even the people who make the action movies, look down on the action movies they made.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. The nice. dislike of Better Tomorrow right. like Hard yes, it was made by an artist with all his heart mm-hmm. and soul.
1: Right, right. Uh, yes. Brassett. that's it. Mad Max yep. Fury Road twenty fifteen one of the first, maybe my second movie review when I have started YouTube. Whoa. Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> Full circle don't, now. Don't don't go back and watch that. Don't, don't go Aww. back don't and, go and watch the it. early the early videos are painful. Don't go, don't go and watch
0: them. Uh, we're gonna go back. I'm
1: gonna check it. out. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I'm check it out. I'm it out. Hi, my name is Fat right Guy. I like movies. Do you like to watch the movies? <laughs> yeah, don't go back and watch those early videos unless you want some comedy. Uh, but oh. anyway. uh but yeah Fury Road came out I I was tripping I was like wait a minute they're gonna make another Mad Max movie what is going on really oh my goodness and you know I I like Tom Hardy I'm a big big fan of his and Charlize and I was like man I gotta check this out we went to the theater and the this movie made us fans of uh Junkie XL as a composer this is one of the best scores Mm. Road Warrior had a great score too I love the score of Road Warrior uh but uh Fury Road score is phenomenal, man. It's one of the best. When people say they don't make good movie scores anymore, listen to the score to this movie. You don't even have to watch the movie. This is adrenaline pumping, flamethrower guitar playing, <laughs> drums. I mean, come on now. Like everything is in everything is in this soundtrack. But yeah, we became so f- uh, fans of yeah, Junkie XL. But I remember it being in the theater watching it, and after the big. Huge first action set piece. The first big huge one with the tornado and everything and all that stuff. soon as it ended, you could hear the people in the audience take a breath.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> as soon as it was like that that opening is good enough to be a finale, like action sequence in some movies. And it was so just nonstop adrenaline rush. And as soon as it ended, there were like five or six people that were like, whoo. Like they, like they, you know, reacted that way. It's funny because of course, you know, we enjoyed the film. We loved it a lot. And I think I rated it really high. Obviously it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie, but I remember other reviews that came out around the same time. It was always either one or the other. It was phenomenal masterpiece. George Miller is back at doing the, you know, the best of what he does kind of thing for this beautiful insanity, Right. Over here is what the fuck did I just watch? There's always both of those. <laughs> there was there was no plot, man. There was nothing to bur- de- 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 you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is fucking weird. I know what's going on. I was like, dude, how can you it's so easy to follow. <laughs> the plot is very simplistic mm-hmm. with yeah. meat. It's just like, but you know, everyone you teach his own. You don't have to like the post apocalyptic genre if you don't like it. So just just watch uh you know, go watch Frozen Two. All right. <laughs> so uh <laughs> i'll let it go uh, let it I'll go go. <laughs> <laughs> go watch go watch uh, cruella <laughs> all right so yeah enjoyed it a lot and he, i love charlie Sarone was great in this film she really just her performance and acting in this movie i love the character furiosa she's a badass she's like mad mad max is equal like I, I really like her character <clears throat> as much as i love this movie I went out and I got Funko Pops of the characters over here. right? Yeah. Uh, but as much as I love the film, it is. The, the, visuals and action set pieces and stunts are so phenomenal that it won't be topped. I'm curious if George Miller can top himself with Furiosa coming out. No, no. He can't. I don't see it happening. do Anything's bet, possible. Don't bet
4: against Miller. That's he what I'm saying. Anything, yeah.
1: Anything's possible. Yeah. I just, as of right now, I can't see it because it's just insane what he was able to do i mean it completely destroys the, the, you know the road warrior 1981 scenes even though those are legit badass as well but it's like he cranked it it's like he took the badassity from road warrior and cranked it up to 11 mm-hmm. and visuals phenomenal stunts action scenes phenomenal fun memorable characters uh wonderful score i love this movie but there's always been something of a little thorn that pricks me in my ribs the whole time I watch it. And I'm probably going to get a lot
3: of... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay? And and I have to be honest, though. We're always honest here. As much as I love this movie and I preach, Fury Road is the fucking shit, watch it. There's always that... Mm, 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 mm. And that's... Mad Max wasn't needed in this movie at all. Was Mad Max even in here? You could have replaced Mad Max with, with Tony... Mm. Tony could have did the exact same thing in this movie that Ma- <laughs> that Mad Max did, and it would have been perfectly fine. You know, Tony could have been the guy turn around and gives the the bootleg thumbs up. You know, Tony could have did it. The- Tony bait. could have did everything, and but and and Tony probably could have did better because Tony's got personality. <laughs> Mad, this movie it's just like and it was bothering me because I I but all the movies they focus on Max, and then. It takes a break from Max and it focuses on the other characters that he interacts with and then it focuses on them. So that's, so that's nothing new that we're going to focus on Furiosa and her plot and all that. There's nothing new. He's just, we're following another Max on another adventure, right? Zadoichi arrives in this village and fights the villains uh-huh. and meets these characters. Next movie, right? It's the same trend, but I feel in even in Beyond Thunderdome, which I used to hate. Tony kind of, you know, <laughs> put, broke my arm and told me to like it. But <laughs> but uh, I used to hate it. But even beyond Thunderdome and Road Warrior, they focus on the other characters and their plot. However, I feel like both of those movies still give Max, the character, a chance to shine. And And in this movie, he was Bob. He was Bob the Baker. They just said, hey, Bob. Take a break from bacon. We need you to be in this post-apocalyptic movie. Okay, sure, great. You want some bread? And I feel like, you know, I just... I, and Tom, I mean, I I read some behind-the-scenes stuff, and him and Charlize didn't get along at all during the filming of this until the very end. The very end, then they became best buds. But I remember an interview, Tom stated that he didn't understand what kind of movie George Miller was making uh, until he saw the, the awesomeness in the theater. And he came and apologized to Miller. He apologized and said, I should have did better in the film. I, I could have did a lot better. So will we have seen a better, more interesting Tom Hardy as Mad Max and another movie? Well, we're not gonna get that chance now because we're going off to, to watch to to go for Furiosa. So I like folk, I like this universe, I like this world. I like focusing on other characters in this world, right? You could say, well, maybe Max passed the ball to Furiosa and we're going to watch Furiosa movies. As long as we're in this world, it's badass and it's entertaining and it's fun, Samurai will be there. But it was just in this movie, he did do some action at the end. And I enjoyed that. He finally was doing something. But I never felt like he, the character had a chance to shine. In the beginning, he gets captured. He's shacked up the whole movie, locked up. And then it's just... It's not really his film. And I, you know, I'm just, you know, as much as I love the movie, I'm like, yo, Fury Road is phenom- phenomenal. You got to watch this. There's always this in my side. And, uh, but what I do like, though, is mo- little subtle moments at, at the end. I do enjoy uh, the mutual respect that the Mad Max character and Furiosa have at the end, where they're both equally battered and he finally tells her his name i like scenes like that i was like okay finally we're giving we're giving the character a chance to shine a little bit uh but other than that he's either being rescued or he can't use the sniper rifle or he's just kind of useless now there was a chance to give him a, a chance to shine when he went out and sacrificed himself for the girls because the crazy machine, you know, I'm gonna take bullets out of my teeth and put it in my gun. Guy <laughs> was coming after them. He, 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 you know, he set some traps and blew them up, and he came back out of the mist carrying their ammo. I was like, well, that was cool. It would've been nice to see that. It would've been nice to see something. Is Max gonna do something besides drive a truck and shoot a pistol? I don't know. Like I said, as much as I love this movie, they could've gave him. There's no, if if so, if this, if you take Mad Max out out of the, take it out of the title and you just show this person who doesn't know anything about the universe, hey, watch this movie. They're going to think that, oh, you know what, that Furiosa chick was awesome. But I I like the other guy, the other guy with the black leather jacket, he was all right. That's going to be the reaction. You know what I mean? But I do like the end. I like how he just walks into the crowd and he looks up at her and he nods and he goes off to another adventure. I get it. All these movies are a, a Mad Max stop. Let's enjoy him with an adventure with these new cast of characters, and then we move on. I get it. Uh, but after all these years, it would have been nice to, I think maybe my expectations were probably a little bit more high back then, and I wanted to see Mad Max shine instead of kind of just being useless until he was not useless. So there you go. All right, Frankie.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I saw this movie at the 40X theater, you know, where the seats move and there's an atmosphere and stuff. So oh, nice. that was just fucking insane. I remember this uh, big heavyset guy with a big thing of popcorn and a soda. He sat down. That popcorn was everywhere, man. <laughs> like, and I was just laughing watching him. And after the movie, I was like, I think I got dirt in my eye. Like, it just, it just, like, pumped me up. And, like, what George Miller did, like, fucking 30 years from Thunderdome to fucking uh, Fury Road, and, and then he made Happy Feet. And won an Oscar. (laughs) Like, he did it impossible. Like, no one does that. Most guys just wind down, like, all right, making the animated films, and then they, you know, say, you know, they walk away in the sunset. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I was just thrilled by it. The set designs, he doubled down with the cars. The cars are bigger, huger. Uh, The freaking doof. Oh, my God. Look at that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And and then the the doof warrior with the music with Junkie XL, (laughs) he's coming in. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> like how do you come up with that like i would love to be in the the i even got the art of the book like uh, the book art and stuff and i i love looking through this because it's like how did you just come up with this how did you double down from thunderdome thunderdome <laughs> yeah. is crazy already yeah it's like burning man like times a million i think what everyone yeah. at burning man wants to do that it's, it's right here you know so and then the cool thing that george miller did was uh make a more uh the toe cutter from mad max is morton joe yeah. that's like the coolest like that's you bring a friend back and so there's a weird legitimacy too because there's no really original characters from the previous films in this you know no mel gibson and stuff so and then also uh nicholas holt right uh you know about a boy guy and stuff uh you know a beast he's his character arc is so cool from being a war boy that just wants to be out there to his untimely death but like he sacrificed himself to be you know, shiny and chrome. You know, it's all
1: about it's all about Barry and Larry, son.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, there. <laughs> me, me mates. Mates. Right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, sorry, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. But Charlie Steron is great, and then Tom Hardy. I mean, that's an that's such a hard task that he got. Like, I mean, he did it. He did the job, but it just. Like what you said, yeah, it is the the problem with the film. It is like Mad Max co-starring Mad Max or featuring. It's Bob Bob
1: the Baker, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think it might have worked if you just had an old Mel Gibson as Max, maybe. Like he could just be a kind of guide (laughs) for Furiosa, maybe. Like I thought that could work a little bit better than a young Tom Hardy that looks like, wait, aren't I the hero of this film through the whole movie? He kind of has this look of like, should I be doing these things? But okay, (laughs) all right, you know, it's a woman's world and stuff. So, I mean, it's an awesome film. It's crazy. It's fun. Love it. <laughs> love it.
1: You gotta love the War Boys, man. They're like the post-apocalyptic Vikings, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. Valhalla. Witness they me.
3: Alright, Eric. Yeah, George Miller doing this this late in his career almost kind of reminds me of Kenji Fukasaku when he directed Battle Royal. You know, just a veteran who comes in and just re has this re- reinvigorating kind of energy to this film. And it's just like it's like somebody gave him $150 million, said, okay, just go out in the desert. We'll see you when you get back. Like, when I watch this film, <laughs> it feels like a film from a visionary director. And I really like films like this. It makes it kind yeah. of special. I, I read somewhere that they, they constructed, like, 150 vehicles just for the yeah. film. <laughs> Actual vehicles that worked. And they <laughs> destroyed, so, yeah. like, half of them. <laughs> um you know, there's little tiny small gripes throughout the film, real little things. They don't really move the needle much, but those little dream sequences, the little girl I thought mm-hmm. were a little a little odd. I mean a little odd. Um but the pacing is just relentless. But the 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 thing with an action movie that's this relentless is you need to have enough creativity and you need to mix it up enough. Because otherwise it could just get monotonous. And you're just like yep. looking at your watch the whole time. And they do a good job of that. I mean, even like the I like, I like uh, obviously the car designs we've mentioned, uh, but uh, I like the ones that look like they're like hedgehogs or porcupines. Yeah. Oh, one, one of them has man. a backhoe on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this, is just, this is great. I will say <laughs> that the sandstorm scene a little bit cartoonish, a little bit on the cartoonish side in that scene. Uh, another tiny minor gripe. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if you think about the actual design and and the creativity is not just in the vehicle designs, it's in the actual action design. So give an example, right? So the chase scene in the middle with the bikers, the front of the rig catches fire. Oh no, you're in trouble. Oh, well, a normal movie. Oh, go out and dump some water on it or get a fire extinguisher or something, you know, but no, she drops, she drops the thing down and kicks the sand up. To extinguish the fire, and I, th- I was like, "Wow, that's pretty." Uh, that they put cool. some thought into this stuff. You know, seems like that really it, it, it impresses me. Uh, the score, yes, it's great. The Brothers in Arms track is my favorite. If I listen to that when I'm in my car, it's it's trouble, so I can't listen to that. <laughs> the nighttime scenes, I like the blue. The blue uh, color scheme of the nighttime scenes, pretty. It mixes mm-hmm. it up from the daytime stuff. And then uh, another little gripe, tiny little gripe, Nicholas Holt's character, Nooks, right? Mm-hmm. His character turn was maybe a little bit abrupt for me. It felt like his whole life he was pre-programmed to be like this fanatic. And I know he, he did experience like a, a, a pretty, I guess, awakening experience in the film. But still, I felt like it may be a little bit too neat on that where he mm-hmm. made that turn. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. oh, and then this type of storytelling. All right. I like this type of storytelling because it's visual. You know what I mean. You didn't have to have yeah. Max and Furiosa sit in the truck and have a twenty-minute conversation about okay, I know we're enemies, but listen about yeah. we have this situation, and if you if you if we work together, we can really you know what I mean. You gotta yeah. have like that. No, okay. Me-
1: mediocre.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> we're, we're moving here, babe. You learn about the characters and their relationships during the action, and I really yeah. like that. It streamlines everything really nicely. So, yeah, this movie's pretty fantastic. I uh
1: nice. I I approve. All right. <laughs> Kyle.
2: So, I got to come at this in a filmmaker aspect because once I finished watching the original trilogy, I went to the theaters with my two friends to see this in 3D in the theaters. I remember watching it in theaters and I just sat there and walked out, just going, I don't know if I loved it or hated it. And I did not understand why. It it wasn't (laughs) even that. It it was like, I had to literally watch so many YouTube videos to help me understand did I like it, did I love it, or did I hate it? (laughs) And it was like, why is it? And then from the filmmaker's standpoint, this this happened. This says, here's why you have this ideal or this this uh, problem, and here's why. He, Did you ever notice that the framing of this film was always in center frame? And I was like, because all the actions in center frame, all the characters are in center frame, but you're seeing everything happen in center frame. And I was like, and, because when I started watching it, I kept... Trying to follow the action, going like, because my all the movies before this film in the at the start of two thousand, even after Born came out, everything your eyes would just go like this because of the shitty editing, the shitty yep. camera work, everything just was shit. When this film, I was just trying to go like this, but then I was just like, wait, my head's not moving. What the hell? And I was like, oh. And this video that explained it, like everything was in center frame. That's why your eyes are and your head's not turning so many times. And I just said, okay, I can appreciate that. Now let's look at everything else. Let's look at the color scheme. Let's look at this. And I just sat there just like appreciating the film. Like, okay, this is just basic storytelling and visual medium. And that that's from my filmmaker's perspective. I'm just like, yeah, this, this film, I love it for being that perspective. As for the movie itself, like... It's, Again, I don't want to talk about what <laughs> the same gripes as we said. Like Max just takes a backseat. Um, seeing this film at the time, seeing uh toe cutter come back as a Morton Joe—that's that was a cool thing to see. Like him take on this kind of big uh, tyrannical leader of this whole. Whole area and just even the water and everyone's just like at his feet, go like just mm. give us the water, please give us the thing. Like there you go, bye. And <laughs> then you know, once he finds out all his lies are gone, mm-hmm. and the thing was when I really saw it and knowing about how women should be portrayed in film, the fact was all the women had a role in a sense, just not just okay. We're just going to be the damsel in the chest. We're just going to wait for someone to save us. No, each one actually had a purpose. Like Zoe Kravitz, is ca- they're capable. She she took the second when like, Jason Statham's wife like looking at the sniper. She's like, give me that! And then she starts loading it.
5: And
2: she's like, shit, 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 it's not blowing! And then for a second there, she's automatically just learning how that weapon goes. Um, Abby Lee's the dag. She she has like a mouth on her in the film, but at the same time that shows how much of a character she is just knowing that she's a more opinionated one and more uh, hopeful in a sense too. Whereas everyone else is like, we don't know if we should go back or anything else. And when she meets the keeper of the seeds, she, she actually sees like, Oh, there is a way that we could build the the world back up compared to Jason Satham's wife in the film where she's like, this is what happened to the world. Who killed it? And, and mm-hmm. all the car chases, I, I could not believe like it's a good mix of practical and very sparingly, you can barely tell which is special effects. And and not only that, yes, exactly. This is, this is
1: insane. What the this fuck? is insane. Good good yes. luck Furiosa. Good
0: luck exactly. in the next movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and you see like how you brought that clip up of how the the center frame works of your you your eyes don't go anywhere else on each it's one of the thirds, it's in that middle third right there. Of like, yep, here's where the action is. And um, there was one part about uh, shit. sorry, it's my mind is blanking. Oh, wait, um, one of the Imperators that is with Immortal Joe, I did not realize that was Richard Norton. Yep, uh, yeah, yep. I did not. I, I know, just how I made him up and just how <laughs> much of a beast he looked. And I'm just like. Hey, yeah, Richard Norton, damn. still in
1: shape, still a badass. We yeah. talked, about, we talked about it when he was on the show here. Yeah, I was and like, he's hilarious.
2: It, it's awesome to see like all these actors come together to make something. Even though, yes, like as as you mentioned, Samurai, like everyone was just miserable filming a long road trip film. But once it comes together in the end, it's beautifully done and. I actually, when I, I didn't get the Blu-ray once it came out, I had to really search for this because they mentioned about the black and chrome edition. Mm -hmm. and This version, like even when Logan Noir came out, I want to actually see this film in black and white to see what kind of feeling it is. And after I finally found it and bought it and watched it, I was like, there, I really have a love for black and white films because of the emotion that is different from what you see in colored films. And that's why a certain film that I made, it might be in black and white also, but I, I didn't say, it. <laughs> but uh, the only gripe and negative that I would have is probably the fact that you go through the whole film and they're trying to find the one place that Furiosa grew up in and it doesn't exist. And then Max says, okay, here's her plan. Turn around and go back. <laughs> like, <laughs> So you go through this whole, two hours of just driving through one way and you drive all the way. You know what? Sure, because why why not? Like it's unguarded, makes sense. Kill everyone at the end. Cool. But that that's my only gripe. Just turn around. Go back the other way. I'm going. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's
2: the only gripe I ha- negative I have. But uh, above did, all did,
1: did anyone laugh hysterically when he's holding one of his uh, one of the girls that dies? And the guy comes off. He goes, "Are you all right?" And he's all like, oh. It's oh. <laughs> like this guy. And at one point, when he was he got really angry, his mask was open. Did You know? What yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I was cracking up at that,
5: uh, Tony. <laughs> well, I don't know where to start. Uh, I, I, I mean, I love this movie. Um, the sound. Start with the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Like Eric said, when you're when I drive, I just want to drive like 150 miles an hour. Like, and it is dangerous because I just like I want to get I want to get there. I'm on the highways. It's just crazy. And then I saw this in theaters as, as well. And I remember when they first showed that guy. The how do you say his name? The, the Doku or the Doof it. He. Everybody went what the fuck? Like, Oh my God. Like the, the flamethrower came out. I was like, this is crazy, but it's really ingenious too, because I mean, it's a war party and they had those back and they like, you know, to pump up the warriors and that, you know, so that's the whole purpose of it. Some people might not understand that. Like, you know, why does he have drums and a guitar player? It's like, cause they're going into battle, you know, it's a war rig there. It's a war party. They're pumping them up for, you know, for battle. It's great. Um, I'd I love, I like, like Eric said, I love the night scenes too. I, I, this is actually, to be honest, the first time I watched it on Blu-ray because I was lazy and always just put the digital version on that came with it. And it enhanced it more for me. So those night scenes were beautiful, like that oh, nice. bluish to it. And then like when there's a light on them, it's like not completely lighting them up, but just enough. It was just like, it's such a, a beautiful looking movie. And then uh, the the like it's just like everything's just dust and dirt and like you know you have Mo and Joe and then you got the Bullet Farm and then you know hearing them talk about like today we're going to Gas Town we're hauling Aquacola and all that kind of stuff it's like and if you put captions on you could see like more what they're saying obviously but like mm-hmm. it's like funny the things you miss um, I love it's just it's adrenaline pumping movie I love it I. With I, I say about like the whole like Samurai said about Max, um I kinda look at it I, I agree, you know, with you that like maybe he's a little useless, but I kinda look at it as like he doesn't he needs to earn his place as Max, and that's why finally at the end he says, I'm Max. Like like okay, now maybe we can after all that shit, we can appreciate this is Max now.
1: So you're you saying know? this is the casino royale of Mad Max movies. I have no
5: idea. I've never seen it. <laughs> Road Trip Four. Okay. You <laughs> uh, could also argue too, like this is just another driving across while everybody's chasing you. But I don't care. Like I, I, I love that. Um, I. One thing I don't really like too much is how they speed things up. Whatever, what's that process called? I know. Somebody, I think Samra told me before, like when they're chasing him in the beginning. Is it, un- is it undercranking, uh, Rick? undercranking yeah. Rick? Under-cranking. Okay. I'm not sure if I like that or not. It's, at times it works, but then like I notice it too much and it's just like, it's weird. Uh, I don't like that they killed the car right away. They always kill the car and then rebuild it. Kill the car, <laughs> rebuild it. But uh, it's very, it's a very awesome car. I, I like him as Max. I like uh, that he doesn't talk much. I like right in the beginning when they show that like the double headed lizard and just like steps on it, kicks it up and he's eating it. Um, The thing with the kids we're seeing everybody, it's like Mad Max is kind of like a Conan, the barbarian. It's like, you can like just make story after story about him or, or like um, James Bond. They could always just replace him with somebody else. And there's just story after story. And I think, they have he, like he's just been you know doing this for so long and sa- trying to save so many people he can't save everybody so that just things haunting him that maybe we didn't get to see but you know it it happens um but yeah yeah i i just really i just really like the movie and watching this back to back is really making me like i thought this was like a like i know what my answer is but watching them back-to-back back and hearing everybody, it's like I'm still not 100% on uh, which one because I really, really love Fury Road. But Road Warrior is really good, but none of them would be beyond Thunderdome for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you're nostalgic for that. So that's,
5: yeah, yeah. it's awesome.
1: All right. Kung Fu Santa, Rick. Well, uh, my
4: first novel, I ghost wrote three books in the Destroyer series. And at the beginning of that series, not in one of my books, in one of the original authors, books, Richard St. Peter Warren Murphy, if you know The Destroyer, I mean, they made the movie Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins and Ends, Immediately. but the books themselves were satires of, like, The Executioner, the other action book. And at the beginning, in one of the first books, Remo Williams, who has been trained in the sun source of all martial arts, Sinanju to, to go outside the Constitution to protect the Constitution, but basically he's a glorified killer. He's a hitman that the president sends after people. And after one of his killings and after his training by Chun, the great Sinanju Korean master of Sinanju, Remo decides that he's going to reward himself. By the way, that sequence has one of my favorite lines in all the books where he <laughs> knocks on this corrupt. Uh, juror's door and goes, hi, I'm I'm here to kill Judge Thurgood. Is he in? But anyway, so <laughs> me, may, he kills Judge Thurgood and he rewards himself by going to McDonald's because before he became the destroyer and got his new name, Remo Williams, he was a new a Newark, New Jersey cop. So he goes to McDonald's and he has a Big Mac and he keels over poisoned. Because his system is so pure at this point, after his Sinanju training, that he he reacts to a McDonald's hamburger like poison. That's where I'm seeing all you critics of this movie coming from. Because after <laughs> your life of McDonald's action movies, mm-hmm. you're being fed the foie gras. Most people who have foie gras and caviar for the first time go... Ew! What is it? <laughs> and again, you have a master chef—not even a chef—you have a amazing. What what could you call him? He's just the greatest cook of all time in this kind of movie, and he's going to do what? Now, imagine what would happen in on Her Majesty's Secret Service if they had treated. George Lazenby, the way they treated Tom Hardy. But instead, they take this inferior guy to replace Sean Connery, and he's not hes not that good. I mean, you know, okay, he's fine. He did an okay job. But had the filmmakers made the movie to cater specifically to that change, it would have been better. Here, the other important thing is that George Miller also, as I said, advances. He doesn't want to make the same movie over again. He doesn't want to copy anything. So this movie that went through all this production hell, by the time it was ready, he knew what he wanted to do. He also knew, as the audience should have accepted, that he didn't have Mad Max. Mel Gibson wasn't in it. That's not that Mad Max. There's some rumors at the beginning of this that at the beginning of the movie, Tom Hardy is not Mad Max. He's not playing that character. He's an imprisoned character who by the end takes on the mantle of Max.
1: Interesting. He becomes Max, but he didn't
4: start as Max. He started as a prisoner, which is also very important. It, It was a little niggling because it was important for Miller to put you in Furiosa's place, to make you understand what it was like to have been a woman all those years. So he starts Max as a prisoner who spends the whole movie escaping his bondage. And only at the end when he has felt that he has justified his existence and he's worth, I mean, to have that mask on <laughs> that whole time, I mean, yeah. i it was just it's just this glorious visual metaphor i love a director where i'm able to go this person knows what he's doing i am just going to sit back and and put myself in his hands and it's just like i'm sitting in this movie just smiling my smile is wider and wider and wider because he he's putting me in the position he's releasing me from the position he's putting me he's He's doing everything he needs to do to get across what he's doing. And also he's not going to do the same action again. Everything in this movie has a meaning. Everything has subtext and subtext below the subtext. What was the other stuff I wanted to, um, he must be imprisoned. Max and the audience have to be imprisoned. That's what was Nick for you to be getting that needle. That is just like perfect. Everything, everything, Everybody criticized about any of you. That's what Miller was intending to do—to make you uncomfortable, to make you wonder and question. Because he's not going to feed you pablum; he's feeding you foie gras, and you got—and you gotta take it. (laughs) (laughs) And also the same thing for anything he does next. How can he top this? He can top this by not doing the same fucking thing over again.
3: Exactly. By, exactly. blessing,
4: by, you know, and also you uh, you notice, I think it was you, Tony, who noticed, and uh, maybe some of you other noticed too, that the world was different. It yeah. wasn't the world that we left 30 years ago. It's the world we're going to, your children are going to inherit 30 years from now. Yeah. When, you know, when the, the the heat, everything, yes, everything in world is going to become a desert because of the raising of the temperature. So it's just like, again, I'm just sitting here going, I'm in the presence of a genius. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who not only did these movies, but did Happy Feet, did <laughs> Babe, Pig in the City. I mean, this guy, I mean, I am very happy to be that I didn't need him because, you know, I can worship Richard and other people I've met. And Miller, I just would have fallen to my knees and said, you know, Should <laughs> you good, <laughs> your, your, your sock, I'll
5: kiss anything <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't ever meet him naked.
4: <laughs> and he always takes his time. He's not going to he's not doing this stuff for his career. He's not trying to please you. He's trying to please him. And he's doing he's doing stuff that's challenging. And also, as you know, I love Kung Fu movies where I can see the fights over and over again and pick up something new each time. And that's true of both Mad Max. And I mean, Fury Road and Road Warrior. Although Road mm-hmm. Warrior was near the beginning of his career, this is him as an elder statement. This is yeah, everything yeah. I've learned. This is mm. what how I've learned to make action. And this action has, again, unlike virtually 99.99% of all action movies where the action only exists Hi. to fill or kill time. Everything in this movie is meant to, you know, I was in this movie. I would have loved to have seen it at the 4D place because every mm-hmm. other action movie I've seen outside of like, you know, uh Mission Impossible, Fallout and Avengers Endgame. I just sit there like this, occasionally yeah. looking yeah. at my you know, uh-huh. <laughs> waiting for the action to finish.
0: But during yeah. this movie,
4: wait, yeah, wait. During this movie I'm like, oh, 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 or, you know, oh, geez, what? You know, I didn't, that was the other great thing. You didn't know, you couldn't really predict what was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, this is this is just, again, you're in the hands of an artist, not a craftsman, and a great artist. And, you know, and every single one of his movies is like his masterpiece, and I'm expecting the next one to be, because he's going to do it. He's going to take his time. All right, as you can tell, I can go on. If I missed anything,
1: <laughs>
4: I think I got everything. But if I think of it, of course, I'll interrupt. But, yeah. I'm in a very difficult position too with you guys, which is what I love about these kind of episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, versus.
1: Man, you brought you brought up a really good point, Rick, because of uh if they just imagine, this is just for me, this is just me. Yeah. If it was just called Fury Road mm-hmm. and we didn't see Max get captured, it opens with him in prison, and then the whole movie is the exact same movie, and he says his name is Max at the end. I yeah. would I would have lost my shit in the theater. I was like,
4: "Oh my god!" I believe I believe that that Miller didn't want it to be called Mad Max. Of course, it was the studio Boo. that insisted it become part of the brand because they. I would have
1: lost it. Yeah, he would have. Oh, he, he made
4: it as if it wasn't titled that. He made it. Yeah. as if it was titled Yeah.
1: Period. All right, copy that. Uh, anything else before we get ready to vote? Oh, what am I? Who am I gonna Samurai <laughs> Samurai's going first this time, baby. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm boy. going first, and you know why I'm going first? Oh, what? Because I know it's going to lose, and I'm going to show oh. some love. <laughs> oh. You know, what I'm. I'm go- I, you know, I I, lo- I love Fury Road, but I'm going old school. I just I always think of little samurai sitting in the in the in the, in the you know, on the couch with a little bit of. Little bologna sandwich, maybe a little bit bowl of cereal <laughs> on the side there. And uh watching uh uh Road Warriors. So I'm no gonna dog show I'm on, gonna man. show no yeah. dog food. That was flavor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fury Road is I can't argue with I can't argue against it Fury Road is a, a cinematic masterpiece. I do love it, despite the needle in my rib, the whole movie. But other than that, uh, I'm going old school, baby. Nostalgic for a Road Warrior, that's my pick.
0: Uh Frankie oh yes well I-, I love rick's speech that was amazing about god i love that um but i mean they're both per- great films but i have to go with uh road warrior because what it's... i have to go with road warrior <laughs> no way What's get out of
1: here dude
0: you say this every week you say that you know
4: i'm gonna. yeah <laughs> we all wind up voting with
1: you so. yeah okay <laughs> seriously
0: Yes, yes. No way. I have action figure. I mean, that's my deal, man. <laughs> I am I love
1: stunned.
0: It, Fury Road is amazing, but I, you can't have Fury Road without Road Warrior, okay? So there you go. Wow.
1: I am completely stunned. I thought I was alone today. All right. Yeah, Holy shit, know. Chad. I'm with you,
0: brother. I'm with your brother.
1: All right, brother. All right. Holy shit, Chad. Do you see what's happening right now? This is what Versus is all about. All right.
3: Eric. Before I vote, if anyone has not had far gras on a hamburger... It's delicious. (laughs) I'm voting for Fury Road in terms of pure entertainment value.
1: Okay, (laughs) love
5: it. All right, he has style.
3: (laughs)
2: All right, Kyle. I definitely learned a lot from Fury Road, like especially as a filmmaker and just learning from how George Miller progresses and everything else, and just seeing how what. Will come after Fury Road on, with Furiosa, but the truth is, it's got a dog. It's old school, and I grew up with fucking Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon movies. I'm going with the Road Warrior. Oh my god! Again, <laughs> as a little kid, what I told you at the at the beginning. When I first saw this movie, the only thing that reminds me of this film is like the feral kid throwing the boomerang and cutting off the fingers. That shit sticks with you. The road warrior for me. Wow.
1: <laughs> Holy oh, shit, God. man. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh my goodness. Alright, Tony. <laughs> 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 what a twist.
5: Well, if I had to choose, which I do, beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> <Go> Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> uh master blaster uh, it's it, i don't know i don't want to get into it i won't shut up uh
1: hold on we got the kung fu genius watching <laughs> alex, alex you should be in here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next time my friend it doesn't have to be kung fu for you to be here my friend you're a movie we'll fan get, come we'll on we'll
4: get to kung fu soon
1: yeah yeah but he's he's worthy to join us. But it's all right. I just want to he's give him a awesome shout genius. out.
5: I think, all right, Tony. I think because, um, I've watched it so many times, and and uh, I could put it on right now, and I'm just I'm going to go with. Fury. All right, all right. Going to Valhalla. Oh, so. I, I love it. I, I and I didn't say before. I I love I love Nux's character development too. I love his, you know how. He was beast, and what's his name? His pole guy was also in X Men, yeah. first class, and all That's that. And they're just like, yes, yeah, striker. They could go. It's just great, great. A lot of different storylines going. Like, but it's great. I, I so I, I have to vote for that. Yeah, nice. But but I I do really love Road Warrior. It's a it's a this is a tough one. So, but all right, just this much more. You know, copy that. All right, Really
4: I thought I'm like you, Fat. You know, I thought I was going to be the old man, <laughs> who spot in the theaters. I would show these young whippersnappers, yeah, who appreciated what what it, the truth was all about. But no, as of course that shows you the power of the movie and the power of George Miller, even in the, close to the beginning of his career. And I agree with you, Tony. I mean, if I could vote for the Fury Road warrior. That's what I do.
0: (laughs) That was an option.
4: (laughs) But ultimately, although again I enjoy I don't enjoy, I love Fury Road. I mean, that whole speech was was all about what a work of genius I thought it was and how special and incredible in that time. But at the same time, it's a projection, a magnification. And because I was in that theater back in nineteen eighty-two. And I will never forget the revelation, because when I went to see Fury Road, I was going, "Come on, George, don't prove me wrong, man. Show me that you how much you've grown." And he showed me. But at the same time, the first feeling where it was like first it was like learning kung fu for the first time—real kung fu, not martial arts. It just like it opened my mind to what an action film could be. So I have to go with Road Warrior.
1: Wow, yeah. holy crap, <laughs> I am stunned. Yeah, baby. Wow, oh, man, you got a little versus.
5: We all win, though. That's true. Yeah. Yes, we all win. win. All
1: That's true. What? Oh, this is what versus is all about. You never know, baby. Mm-hmm. And if we did have a tie, the internet would uh, was going to break it. So I always like to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always g- gotta get their get get their voice heard.
4: Absolutely.
1: I am actually stunned because remember the, the, the past couple of times Ricky you, you had a theory a lot of times the newer yeah, the movie new wins. always wins because it's yeah. newer, right? Yeah. I'm actually surprised Road Warrior made it this close. Oh, no. I'm actually kind of surprised by this. Oh. Yeah, I I okay. expected Road Warrior to be like ten percent. <laughs> oh my That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. So there's love out there. Wow. Awesome. What an amazing versus today. Yeah. Road what? Warrior takes it, but we still love Fury Road. Is Fury Road the one of the rare exceptions where as soon as it came out, it was immediately a cult classic, right out the gate. Because when I went to go see it like two more, three more times. There were already war boys and and like spray painted and everything, like waiting to get in. Like there was already, they were already, you know, Valhalla, witness me. They were like walking by each other and they're like, witness witness me, like already.
4: If there's one thing I've learned from more than 45 years of writing books about movies, magazine articles about movies, and now movies, I've learned that the audience is always right they do not know why they. sometimes they don't know why they love something but they love they respond to great craft, great artistry they just do and so what happened here as soon as fury road came out people didn't know why they loved it maybe but they certainly loved it because it is it is what i said it was
1: yeah yeah I, humans you know. respond to that it was it was fun seeing people dressed up and already quoting stuff. It was it was a good time. So chad, if anyone's brand new here, if you haven't seen these movies, make sure you check out George Miller's work. Especially Happy Feet.
0: Yeah. Sure Oscar you, look at that.
1: Oh shit. I'm getting down now.
5: Yeah. I have a question for everybody before we go. Sure. If if you were alive in the George Miller-verse, what would your name be?
3: <laughs>
2: oh God. <laughs> Might take a while. Oh, yeah. Kung, Kung Fu, Kung Fu oh, yeah.
1: Santa. Ronan. <laughs> Ronan? Samurai yeah. Erectus. I don't know. Functional <laughs> <laughs> <don't know.
5: laughs> Samurai. No. I would probably just be Mr. Tony of the Dead. Like there you this. go. That's there you good. go. It works. It works. I'd probably all be like right. Atomic Pimp or something.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> all right. Thanks again for watching, all you badasses. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you check out Rick's work films of fury son that's right read the book check out the movie also stay tuned for kyle's night watch coming soon that's right and got no master chaos here
4: <laughs> oh, i'm so man.
1: used to frank i'm just so, i'm so used to frank jang being here too frank but tony been, there you go tony of the dead oh he would have yeah I'm, I'm sure he would have tony Night of the acts 72 projects coming out make sure you support tony subscribe and Frankie. Oh. From an hour oh, yeah. to a kill. Look at him. Look at him like a model in that front seat. Look at that badass model. <laughs> uh, no, 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 all right. Watch <laughs> movies. Enjoy life and watch movies. Don't be mediocre. Oh, no. That's right. No. Mediocre. And we'll see all you badasses next time. Take care, guys. Walk away.
5: Uh...